I mean, my follow-through really sucks. Well, with a bad shoulder, I imagine it would. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get a little World Series humor in there. I agree. <laughs> World Series humor is important. Even if I don't care about either team that's in it. Me either. I haven't watched a baseball game all year. Mm, it's been a while as, for me. But then, as, of course, I don't have a TV anymore. I haven't watched any since the first round of the playoffs when both my Braves and my Rays were killed. I actually watched TV today for the first time, and I can't remember when. My mother, Lyle, was here, and she turned it on while Elizabeth and I were outside picking up acorns for her. And I came back in, and it was Top Chef desserts or something. Mm-hmm. And then she left, and I got stuck there watching the d- chefs, you know, snipe at each other and make desserts until we started <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, that's why I don't watch TV. I like desserts. Because it just sucks you in and it wastes your... Life. Life. And it, you know, eats your brain until you have no soul left. Kind of like everything else I do on the computer. <laughs> uh, the computer's pretty insidious. It is. It really is. I have a new pastime now. What's that? I started playing WoW. <laughs> oh no! Welcome. Is that supposed Welcome, to be therapy Jen. for the shoulder? Yes, and the thing is, is that I love it. Oh dear! It's a lot of fun, isn't it? It's a tons of fun. It's tons yes. and tons and tons of fun. It took me yes. a while to figure out what person I wanted to level to figure out who I wanted to really be. But yeah, what did you choose? Um, I'm a Drenai mage. Oh, mage is always the best. Uh, class to choose even though i wouldn't choose alliance but well i i wanted to be a jewelry maker they do have the best uh they do have the best uh, jc so that's cool yeah I, I mean i wanted to do something first that i was able to get my feet wet and learn the game because it's so freaking deep and i i have a whore i i created a horde tune and it's just like everybody's wanting to duel me and and screw me over and it's just like just let me go somewhere on the server where I'm by myself and I can quit. Yeah, you can ignore those those dickheads. They'll they'll go away eventually. I'm just trying to find somebody to do a quest with and you know <laughs> you know they'll they'll go with me on some dungeons and some raids and you know hang out with me and very nice. I, I would laugh at you, but back in the day I used to play on multi user dungeons, so I really have no leg to stand on here. Yeah, muds are almost are, are are definitely nerdier than WoW. Um, I don't know. I think they're more nerdy. They're graphical. Well, I mean, the thing is though is that you have to remember that I'm not like a college college-aged boy with an unlimited amount of time on my hands. You're not? My God, this is a revelation to us. (laughs) No, I'm a 37-year-old married housewife with a four-year-old daughter. So I actually actually have a limited amount of time to play, so it's almost like I have parental control built in already. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, control for parents. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you can't turn on WoW and start playing and, you know, get lost in it because the next thing you know, your daughter's lit the kitchen on fire. So, <laughs> that is so, a problem. So, because I tried that once and I was just doing something that I felt was really important. And the next thing I know, you know, I think something was flooding in the bathroom. And I'm like, you know, this isn't going to work for me. And so I said, I think I need to limit to this till after Elizabeth goes to bed. <laughs> 
And so I get two or three hours a day if I want to choose to spend them. And I don't even do it every day. So I think I'm doing it. I think I'm handling it pretty well, considering I know some people that live on it. (laughs) No comment. (laughs) I'm certainly not playing WoW right now as we speak. Certainly not. not, Of course not. not. No, no, not at all. And I, what are you talking about? We're I'm having a- another intervention for Gen 2. She has I'm not, it, become I don't, addicted. I don't need to what? intervention. I'm just explaining to you how I've been very controlled about it. Mm-hmm. Denial is the first of the signs. <laughs> I don't have a problem, really. I've got this under control. Oh I can stop playing at any time. I can stop playing any time I want to. I just don't choose but to. But why would you want to? Yeah, why would you want to? <laughs> I'm having way too much fun. I like killing things, and my daughter loves what? it. Why do we we Gen 2? Are you addicted? You're what? You're addicted to killing things? What? <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, kill animals. She has no concept of what we're talking about. This is funny. No, yes. I, I just got on the call. Went in the middle of saying she was addicted to it, and she didn't say what she was addicted to, and then she says killing things, and now oh, I just yeah. need to call the beast. Yes, Gen 2 has, has World, started... Uh, objects, her... rodents, mice, cats, you know. Kill! She's Dragons. She's dark and bad, and then it, then it moves up to, like... Dragons, basilisks... Was well, that I... how you eventually became an alcoholic, P.S.? You started with just a couple drinks a day, and eventually <laughs> you moved up to a no. full bottle? Well, no, I mean, it's like, shut up! It's- <laughs> <laughs> yes, you're getting very agitated here. I think you should take some of your quaaludes. Are you drinking already? No! I mean, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> this isn't about me. This is about Gentle Riding. The, the second sign is changing the subject. We're having an intervention for Gen 2's murder addiction. Kill! And now she's talking about <laughs> that I don't have. But I don't need a murder addiction. And Kill! Our murder into. I don't think anybody needs a murder addiction. Except <laughs> for Dexter, of course. But I don't need a murder intervention. I'm a dance with animals! One of the reasons that I dug getting into this so much is because it reminded me so much of the damn book. I still don't know what you're talking about. Are you saying I, that you are in your, your quest to replicate a song of ice and fire in your should, own life? Should, that you are like Aria and chasing we, cats except you're should, killing them? Should we tell her? Should we tell her what I'm doing? No, it's more fun this way. Yeah. I know she's not killing things. I know you're all misleading me. Oh, you just no. lie and lie and lie. <laughs> yes. Oh no! Just and like- my daughter, my daughter even stands next to me, and she's like, "Mommy, you're losing your life." Is your energy- <laughs> it's so true, though. It's so sad. Listen to the little oh, girl. She knows she she cares about your soul, Jen. Too. She's like, she's like, "Mommy, your energy is sucking away." <laughs> <laughs> I'm picturing something horrible right now. I want to drive out there and rescue poor Ethan. And what's the funniest is she's like, can we ride the boat? She likes like, riding the, ride the boat, huh? Wait, yeah, is, is, it a, is it a real boat or a boat boat? Well, you know, she wants to get on the boat and go to Stormwind. Or she wants <laughs> to go in the boat and go to Darnassus. Or let's I'm, I'm, Stormwind ride. will be much, much more fun once uh, Deathwing comes in and destroys it. Mm, but, you know, some days she wants to ride the boat. And other days she wants to uh, take a fly. Are you talking and- about a book or a TV show? Oh, my neither. Neither. I started playing WoW. Wow. Yeah, wow. let her guess. Let her guess. 
Wow. There. Wow. Wow. She's googling it. <laughs> wow. No, I'm. I'm thinking. I know there's a channel called Wow. Um. Editor Jeopardy okay. scene. Wow. wow. Okay, I'm googling Wow. Whoever has a Warcraft community site, the official Whoever's site, editing this, you trailers, put in, gameplay put in videos, wallpaper, screenshots, and the official forums. W O W World. All the there's just this thing, this world of Warcraft on the yes. first page. Editor, is that should, is it further than that, or I'm not sure. It may be. You should cut wow some, account. You should cut in some cataclysm music here. Wow, women on writing. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Damn it, she found it. How dare you? Women on writing. Oh, we we were talking about this murder mystery thing going on, and it's just, yeah, you came in at the wrong time and what suddenly started accusing Jen. Until you're lying, your lying voice is terrible. You're the worst liar ever. Do you wonder how many people are listening to this and how many people are like gamer geeks and they're just laughing? The world of wearable art. (laughs) (laughs) That would be wow. Do you wonder how many people are going to hear this because this is getting cut? (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, this is staying in. And this is staying in because you know what? The fact that I do this, it makes me cool. And when we put on our cloaks and tell warlock jokes, we're the coolest kids at the school. No, we're not. I know. Wish only well. Sure. What do you mean, sure? It means all the wow gold links coming up. (laughs) Oh no, it's a gold channel transmission. I know it's not that. It's not one of those deals where you send in your old jewelry, is it? What does that have to do with murder? <laughs> gold. It has, to, it has to do with gold. What's it have to do with murder? Gen 2, are you, sending it, are you trying to fund your habit by stealing grandma's jewelry and sending no, it to that cash for gold thing? <laughs> what's it got to do with murder and or, you know, like medieval sword play or... Medieval sword play, huh? So, well, think, let me try. Yes, is wow. as the new mic here. Medieval sword play. It wasn't that first thing, was it? Huh? First thing. Or was, you're, in, Jen, you're, what, you're into Warcraft. What was the first thing? What the first thing? There are all these pages of this this war thing. War and then, thing. War and thing. And then it was. I didn't. I mean, let me. Wow. What episode let, let was that? It. it was episode. It, hey, this it looks was, like it could it, be from it, the book. You know what? I think this is this is this is like this is just like the book. There's there's like a castle in the snow. What are you looking at? What you, what a castle in the pic- snow? What, Does it what say are you looking at? I'm looking at a character eye view of the next chapter in the battle for Azeroth. Azeroth. Yes. What? Okay, now yeah. I'm on I'm on World of Warcraft community site. World of Warcraft, what is that? I've never heard of it before. Is Me that either. the thing? Is that that's that's the thing, isn't it? What no? I, what are you looking at? I don't understand. Um. Uh. It says win a real. Oh, it, it wants me to. It wants me to to turn on, turn off to allow this site, or else it's not showing it. It's no. You know script. what? You know what's scary? You know what's scary, guys? What's that? I could totally get 
triple XP because she would totally dig this too. (laughs) 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 What are you talking about? For the exact same reason that you are. I know. I know. Triple XP. PS would PS would PS it's a would, Windows thing XP PS would, not, come on Dad, stop stop lying to me right now <laughs> PS would bite this and she would bite hard and the next thing she'd be doing are you saying Alliance, PS Alliance, bites? no I said she would bite into it hard and the next thing you know she'd be writing Alliance versus Horde fanfic yeah. she's writing Jaina Thrall uh, <laughs> fiction actually she probably have <laughs> never. What are you? T- what? 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 Aaron? No, what? Really? P.S. I I started playing World of Warcraft. Yeah, and that's it, right. I knew that, and then you were saying no. Well, and it's an incredible. Well, and you believed us. Well, for I some- didn't believe you when you, I knew. I I didn't believe you when you started saying no off fake like that i went on the thing i i didn't think it would be this war thing because this looks terrible but well it's well it, <laughs> with all these it, awful awful well, it's creatures. not terrible okay it's really it's awesome war and it's well, murder it, and it's it, death it, it's, this this looks like a mean shrek he has big teeth yeah some of them do but the thing is is that it's freaking fun and it's totally awesome it's so cool and it's totally awesome and this page uh, takes forever to load well it depends on where you are but Unfortunately, my it's very slow to low in Maryland. Yeah, my daughter, my daughter's other mama got me started playing this, and um, oh no, that's funny. Frick her, damn her, and now yeah, I, this doesn't. I don't think this. The, the the other page had a castle in the snow, but this has an ugly well, dragon well, that, and an well, ugly man and an well, ugly that, ogre. Well, there's like there's like a million different worlds. Or realms to play. Getting in. started. PS is signing up for an account no, as we what do you, speak. You do. What do you? I, what do you do? What is it? Just do? well, you can do. Just several click the link and it'll guide you through the character creation process. Go right ahead. I'm not. I'm not paying money. I'm not paying money. <laughs> well, you can get the first 14 days free. Yeah, it's yeah. fine. It's great. Well, see, you can do a couple. You can do several different things. You can quest, which is just you know going around. I'm and not quest. into these kinds of things. Oh, you, uh, I don't know, P.S. You, I, I don't do I, these things. I can totally see you digging this. Yeah, it, it's, it's got the Is kind of the things. thing Mike tried to make me do, and I, then he showed it to me, and it was really stupid? Um, I don't think so. I don't um, think Mike played well. No, I, I know, I know well. what she's talking about, though. Um, he tried to get me into it, too. I forget what it was called. Clash of Civilizations or something. Jen silly. did it, I think. Jen, he yes, got Jen, Jen to do it. And he Jen's- tried to show it to me, and it was dumb. No, that's not that. Yeah, I mean, I totally see you getting into this because I didn't think that I would ever touch it. I made fun of it, and then I was sucked in. Yay! I was sucked in like it was like a bad slash crack. commands. What does that mean? What? There's a page that says slash commands. It's for oh, slash it means, commands. It means like telling things. It's like a computer thing, like when you yeah, like- me. Slash commands is for certain fictions. No, it's I can cre- see what it is. I can see what it is. Death while I open the page. It's for creating <laughs> creating macros and emotes and stuff. Yeah, it's like when you say "me" does such and such. Right. You can make your character dance or flex. Or, oh, he can dance. Or what far, is it? What is or, your character? Is it cute? I have several. I have four, and they're Are all. They cute? That's not very many, actually. No, some people have tons. Oh, it would be nice to see something cute dance. You could be uh, the <laughs> the um, human 
female dancers. Oh, there's a little guy with an eye patch. I don't have a human. I have a gnome mage. I know. I have a I have a little gnome. Oh. I have I have a night elf. I'm Mr. T, and this is my night elf Mohawk. Who is what is my night elf? A druid. I have a Ew. Draney is, isn't cute at all. Drenai. That's the one she's got right now. I've got a Drenai, I've got a Drenai mage, but she's actually she is pretty. And the, then the my females are, are, are attractive. None of the females in the game are really, really ugly. And then my horde. What is none she? of none of these are cute. One of my horde. I guess the gnome is kind of cute. Here, I have a picture of my Drenai. The dwarf looks like it came from Lord of the Rings. All dwarves. What are the horde classes? There's the Tauren and the. You mean races? Yeah. It has it has horns. Oh my god! Because it's a bull. Ha ha ha! Like Taurus. Well, it's not a Tauren that Very I have. Funny. It's Very funny. May I have a troll. Or no, uh, no. and then undecided, not undecided. Undead. No, I think it's a troll. I have a troll. The troll is purple with a pointy nose. There's a blood elf. Yeah, I don't have a blood elf. They have very long ears. Then you've got to have. You don't have a it's, troll, and you don't have a blood elf, and you don't. No, have, I said. I no, I said. I think it is a. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not interested in this. Nah. I tell you, you say that, and you know, visually, it's it's actually quite a striking game for the most part. But the lore is what sucks me in. Um, there's it's such an involve, involved. The story um, of it. Or, yeah, the story is pretty in-depth and pretty cool. Yes, it is. I'm trying to find my uh, screenshots. There's big heroes and villains and whatnot. And, Man, I, I don't do these things. Uh, just playing Devil's Advocate PS, you know, a lot of people don't do these things, but they still do WoW. It's pretty universal. There's my, there's, there's Jeekwee. And all of my WoW characters have a Song of Ice and Fire name. I was going to say you named it after. Nice. They all do. All of them do. This is this is Jiqui after she got her melon or her pumpkin helm. And pumpkin helm. I, I can't receive pumpkin file, head. I, I believe you. Like a you, uh, We're in the middle of the Halloween event, so one of the major things you do. Yeah, is just you... so you know, today is October twenty seventh, aka Black Wednesday. What is Black Wednesday? I have never heard of this. Oh, that's a. That's it's Black Wednesday. Wednesday starting today. It's Black Wednesday starting today because Caprica is fucking canceled. Uh, so today is Black Wednesday. I decided. Uh, me. I declared today Black Wednesday. And this is GQF. After she got trick-or-treated and turned into a skeleton and lasted that way for two hours. <laughs> Which was awesome. Very nice. Unfortunately, I don't have any pictures of Jiqui looking uh, normal. I just have a skeleton and uh, pumpkin head shots. <laughs> I can't even see the pictures. Let me see if I got a shot. The first one that I sent PS is of Jiqui doing the flex, and if you look in the chat box, it says, "Ooh, so strong." <laughs> You're flexing. <laughs> flex, if you flex it, brother Paxton. Ooh, Let's so see. strong. But it also shows you that I'm an incredible noob because Jiqui is only a level 24. Well, no, she's a level yeah. 28. She's a 28 now, but I started her on the day that the new patch came out. Okay. So really recently then. Yeah, I started her on I guess what was that the 12th. So so she's only a couple of weeks old, so. And saying that I don't have an addiction and I don't live on it that I've leveled her that fast. I feel I feel pretty good about that. Hey, here's my here's a book on the floor. I wonder what book this is. Oh, A Game of Thrones by George R. R. Martin. I wonder if this book is Where good. Where did that Let's come from? Inside. 
I don't know. It Me has either. a map in the middle. It, it's it's the bookmark is a map from National Geographic. That's so cool. Oh, I love you maps. know what page the map is marking? Page you know what? 472. Oh, you know what my bookmark was? An almond. World of Warcraft. A, no, a, a Dove chocolate almond wrapper. That sounds Ooh, delicious. That would be better than the actual candy. Why? Well, you wouldn't want to use a candy to bookmark your book. Oh, well, why? Because then it would be like a surprise. <laughs> no, but it would melt and get all over the pages and you wouldn't be able to open them. Mm, no, not where I keep my book. In where the do you keep your book? And my nightstand. I mean, it what? You have your. That's where I keep the bag uh, of chocolates, I dude. I wouldn't risk it. I like my books too much to ever have any kind of. I don't know. My Game of Thrones books, it's starting to look pretty bad now. I'm going to have to invest in the hardcover. I have Just... the hardcover. It took me a while to track down a first edition. It's not a first printing, but it is a first edition. Oh, that's cool. I have the 21st printing. Very nice. Very nice. Very nice. I was there at the dawn of the second. Season of the Puffer Exchange. It was a port of call for fans from a hundred fandoms. It could be a dangerous place, but we accepted the risk because the Puffer Exchange was our last, best hope for conversation. And this is our story. Welcome back to the Puffo Exchange. I am Deathrow. I'm PS. I am Gen 2. And I'm Aaron. We are back. We are How back far? for episode whatever the hell we're on. I have no idea what the episode number is. We've been on the call for how long now? 38 minutes. 38 <laughs> minutes and we're just now starting the podcast. Actually, I'm not sure how long it is. Let me see the Skype. 26 minutes. Oh, I was going to say, it's almost. it was almost like old times. <laughs> I just recently. Well, I, I I will admit I only cut us off because I didn't have any idea what you were talking about. So I swear someone has to make her play at least through five levels because you can do five levels in like an hour. Sure. I had trouble playing getting through five levels. I can't get through five levels on my. They have on Saul. I have this maze game. I can only get through three because it's really hard. It's so, oh my gosh, this game is so fun because it's a ball and it like falls down and you have to like get it through the maze. But like if but it goes it's like the maze comes up faster and faster. Like the floor comes up faster and faster, and if you don't make it in time, it squishes the ball. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Yeah. So it's like. I think it's physically impossible to get past the blue floor because it's like it goes green and then you can get through green and then there's a yellow floor. I, mean, I can get through that, but I cannot get through the blue one. I don't think it's possible. I think you need to be Superman to move that fast. I think you need to play the game and you need to give it a try. How much Four, is it? 14 days. Well, the 14 you days are free. You get a 14 days. Tell you how, how much? How much? How much download is it? it doesn't count anything to download. No, I mean how much? She, she has crappy connection. I uh, have seventeen thousand. I have seventeen. PS is gone. Is no, I'm not. Well, you were cutting out. I'm not out. gone. I'm here. You're I cutting said, out. I have seventeen. I have seventeen thousand megabytes a month. Well, you don't have to download it. You can go to. Uh, you can go to like. Well, it's games. not. It's not the downloading. It's the yeah, traffic if she's worried about. Cost, if it, I mean, if you know, every like time you go to a website, it costs a little bit of. Um, oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I think 
I didn't think about that. I hell, I so don't how know many, how much. Is it? Do you think it would take a lot? Or yeah, it's kind of pretty, uses a pretty reasonable amount of bandwidth. You might be better off not playing yeah. satellite connection. You you do have satellite, right? PS. Yep. Yeah, I wouldn't. Just the sheer amounts of data that are going to have to go back and forth between you and the server. Okay. Yeah, I didn't realize you were on a satellite. I'm sorry. Getting her hopes you did, up. You and didn't you remember Peoncast, the Peoncast attempts from hell? Yes, I do. <laughs> but then I also remember that when, you know, you used to be at school and school had a decent connection. She yeah, graduated. Yeah, graduated, so. You fool. <laughs> I should have. I should have. I should have kept flunking so that I would get to stay up there. Why yeah. would you do so? See, I don't That's understand. That's the best internet connection I've ever had. Was at school. I don't understand that. See, Elizabeth's other mama did that too. She went and graduated and had to go like be in the real world and get a real job. Well, I don't even have a real job. I just have shitty internet. Well, <laughs> it would be nice <laughs> if I had a real job. I mean, I got. Well, I got neither, the two neither does she. Two bad things. Neither does she. She just moved out of her house from living with us for two months. She doesn't have one either. <laughs> so, so much for the future of last year's graduating class. So say we all. So, so say, say we, we all. all. So say we all. Yeah, so, <laughs> so I had an idea for this podcast, by the way. Instead what of going it? chapter by chapter, because yeah. I, I don't feel like these chapters flow into each other as well as they did early in the story. I was thinking more maybe we could try talking about individual characters, perhaps, like and do and maybe go character by character, like mm-hmm. talk about John and, and and about his adventures up in Castle Black and whatnot, and then maybe switch over and talk about Sansa and Arya down in King's Landing. Just thought I like it. Yeah, it, it switches things up. We're not sitting down with a book with a whip. Cracking the whip and saying you must get through chapter by chapter. The the point is to discuss the book. We should do that in the format that we feel best works out. And it's if going chapter by chapter is restricting us from talking about things, then I think we should do away with the format because we have all read the whole book. That was the first thing right. we decided was it's going to be a discussion about the book. Read the whole book. And then we talk about it, and we decided to go chapter by chapter. There's nothing at all that says we can't switch it up, go by themes, go by characters. I actually like the idea of talking about characters. Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, I mean, it, it does go by character, so it doesn't... Yeah, but the, the problem is, is that the, each slice of these characters, each chapter is a very minuscule slice of these cha- characters' lives and of the overall story. So you end up talking about this brief moment, and then you get swapped to another character who it's not really related to the character we were just talking about. Yeah, the, the only thing to, is it's... It's hard to maintain a coherent train of thought with all that going on. The only thing it is is it's chronologically coherent. Yeah. But you're jumping all around the continent, and this specifically gets into later books. But you're jumping all over the place. As it is, we're jumping all around the Seven Kingdoms, and then every so often we jump across the sea to the Dothraki and see what's up with Danny, and then we jump back. And everything is connected, but well, going- actually, if you want to, I mean, technically, in these last this last bit of the book, I mean, if we talk about it. From a character perspective, like we're talking about, we could probably finish the book tonight. <laughs> because you make well, funny jokes, into you make funny, funny jokes. <laughs> I do. Yeah, we might be able to finish off one character tonight, but as we've previously discussed, there's a, a lot of characters here, and we don't necessarily have to limit ourselves to just the point of view. Point of view characters. characters. Yeah. True. True. I oh, I didn't think about that. But one of the big characters from here on out. In the book, 
is Danny. Right. She has more. Danny's arc here. is phenomenal. From Let's talk about Danny. From here on out, she has more chapters than anybody else. I think she has four, at least three, maybe four. And what she does in those chapters, like is this is, this pretty. is the best part of this. I think I almost want to say this is my favorite stretch of the series. Yes, it for is. For anybody, definitely for Danny, I think this is my favorite stretch of the series in general. And I think this is one that I think that I have gone back to reread. I will so- reread just the Danny chapters. Like I will go through this, you know, last half of the book and just read the Danny chapters. Danny's chapters here are, they solidify her for me as one of my favorite characters in the series. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm sure it's the same for others. She has such an arc and she starts off as this, you know, character and then she grows to this, this, to to a queen, essentially. And Khaleesi. And in in this episode, or in this episode. Actually, it's five. I've counted five now, chapters. She has five from where we're at to the end of the book? That's crazy. I mean, she's... No, wait a minute. Six. There's six chapters because she ends the book. Here's a question. Where are we? Because I wasn't here last time around. Okay, Sansa chapter beginning, he wouldn't send Sir Loras. What page are you on in the paperback? For me, that's 472. For me, that's 472. How the hell did we get that far ahead? Last week we were, or last time we did this, we were crazy. Last week was really good. good yeah, grief. we we That's we like really 150 pages. Yeah, we did a good job. From last I knew, because wow. But, but Dan, no. Danny here in this in these last six chapters that she has, this is uh, this is some like heavy duty crap. <laughs> She goes. She goes from being a, a little pregnant, teenage, scared, kind of not so confident girl. I mean, really little girl to almost like a, like a lioness or something at the end. A dragon. A dra- Well, a dragon. Yeah. Why am I? What am exactly. I thinking? She goes to. She goes. She beca- She embodies a dragon at the end. I mean, she's fearless and nobody is going to nobody can take her down or stop her and but what happens to her is just amazing and it starts out you know toward you know just starting out is she's pregnant and the call takes her in front of the the crones the crones which do they have a name for referring to them collectively? I don't know. By the way, I should mention that I can't find my book right now, so I'm going off a of memory. I'm looking for. I think they're I'm trying maybe to find this have chapter. a name. I can't. I can't find where we're at. It's well, a we're at the Danny chapter, the Heart Steaming, page four eighty nine. Sorry, I have a hard time skipping around, and I don't have page numbers, unfortunately. Yeah, that's what I was yeah. saying. Uh, that's what I was saying. Some words in the chapter. Yeah, I'm just gonna grab my hard copy of it. They are called the Dosh Colleen. Yes, okay. that's what I was thinking of. And yeah. they are women whose husbands have been killed in battle. They are calls who kill who have been killed in yeah. battle. And they yeah. all go they all go to um Vise Dothrak and they live there to what? Minister to, wi- to the To be minister, wise. To be wise and minister to the Although if they were really all that wise, tribe. why why did their husband? Why did they die? predict the thing that didn't happen? <laughs> and well, why didn't they predict? It's not about predicting or having psychic ability. That's the wrong series, Babylon Five. But you know, their their advice couldn't have been all that good if their husbands ended up dead. True. I don't even think that they're supposed to be. I think. I mean, this is every co- widowed Khaleesi like 
ever, right? So it would you would have the smart ones and the dumb ones and the you know I mean you'd have all of them. I don't see how this is going to get you some wise people like collectively. Mm, yeah, but basically it's a tradition that when you're pregnant with the call's baby, at a certain point in your pregnancy, you have to go eat a raw horse. A horse's heart. A hor- the stallion's heart, a raw stallion's heart. So she says that she's been, I forget what she says she practices on, but she's been practicing chewing on bits of dried horse flesh and whatever and she's sitting there eating raw heart and trying clotted blood and trying to force it down trying to force it down because if she vomits that means that supposed to mean that it's all symbolic her body rejects the horse harder which is funny since a lot of pregnant women have aversions to meat especially raw child the child might be stillborn or come forth weak deformed or female oh god the horror (laughs) yeah my god what would happen if there wasn't you know it would come come forth female did we we talk about the name by the way for the the child yeah i think we did i think we definitely did because that's one of the the best things in the series Rego. I'm, I'm 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 absolutely positive I like that we discussed the mental image that comes from that. What was the name? <laughs> the stallion that mounts the world. Boom shabba lubba lubba. If somebody would like to draw that, I think it would be almost as phenomenal as the one gay unicorn. It would probably be <laughs> illegal to post on half of the websites. <laughs> <laughs> and you can imagine it says Carl Drogo stood over her as she ate his face as hard as a bronze shield. Actually, what I picture is more like the Firefox logo, but with a horse. <laughs> so I suppose that's the fox that mounts the world. <laughs> so she finishes eating this bloody heart and she's covered in blood. And then the crones decide that she's carrying the stallion that mounts the world, which is supposed to be the king of kings of the Dothraki. And I think Danny is a little shocked. And of course, Drogo is beside himself with joy. And then she decides to name him after her brother. It's like a, it's like a, a, a combination of Drogo, Targaryen, and um, Dothraki. It's Rhaegar. Yeah, it's like Rhaegar. So she named him after Rhaegar and Drogo. So, so she goes back and she's like, "Wow, I'm gonna have this awesome baby." I'm glad you clarified for me that it was the other brother and not the whiny little pussweed. Right. No, we no. would never no. name no. anything after Viserys, except perhaps a bathroom. Is he dead yet? In where were we no. were up to? No, but he, but he no. dies soon. here. Okay. Because no, he dies. He dies, he dies in um, Vase Dothrak. Yeah. Okay, in fact, he dies in this chapter. Awesome. Yeah, because because they go they leave from this ceremony to go to the feast because he wasn't important enough to do this ceremony. Remember? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And so that's one of the reasons he was pissy and got drunk because he wasn't important to, enough to be in that ceremony. And he's so just, he's just pissy in general, but yeah, in particular. And of course, the call. I mean, he just does her whenever he feels like it. I mean, ha- Are you complaining about this, Gen 2? No. Popcorn? No. <laughs> no, I mean, it's just like, I, I'm just, you know, I just, it's like, they walk around and he's like, oh, bing, let's do it. They stop everything. It's like the microwave going, like he has an egg timer. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like the whole procession, the whole procession stops. Hey, let's get it on. Bam, bam. They're done. And then 
damn. And then everything goes back along the path planned. Boom, but, shabalabalaba. Ooh. <laughs> so they get it on and then they go have some food. Yay, but of course food. she's full of course she's full of yuck, so she doesn't want any food. <laughs> I already <laughs> ate. <laughs> let's see let's see da, 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 da. trying to think but anyway this is also where viscerus dies and yes. i love i love the visual of him yes getting crowned as oh, morbid as it is oh it's not morbid because... at all it's so wonderful because this guy deserves it oh my goodness yeah he's pretty much a dick and just a whiny little Whiny little shithead, really. He whines more than Anakin Skywalker in the prequels. So whiny. Oh. And you get the feeling from reading in this series, uh, or in this book and in the subsequent books, that this is not like the normal behavior necessarily, that you, Rhaegar was actually a very noble, competent guy who, you know, who had a lot of respect for, from people, and that you know maybe, uh, was it Aaron was the last king? Or was it Aegon? Mm-hmm. I forget uh, the name. Aaron. Ares, Ares, that's it. You get the feeling that maybe he's he's got a little bit of his father's madness as opposed to his brother who really didn't have very much of it at all. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, is that what I don't understand about Viserys is that even as far gone as he is, how he doesn't realize that he is not in a position to make demands. Yeah, he thinks just because he is legitimately the king of the Seven Kingdoms that he has the right to be an ass and say whatever he wants and issue orders. And he really has no way of enforcing those orders. He doesn't have any <laughs> infrastructure around well, and especially, him. And especially within this particular space this oh among the dothraki where he yeah. doesn't yeah. ride yeah. a horse he dresses like a city dweller that's one of the things that i really noticed is that danny has really assimilated into this culture yeah. whereas viscerus has not he thinks he's going to take these dothraki an army of them across the sea and conquer the seven kingdoms but he's, and he wants but he's it to done happen. nothing but he's done nothing to garner their support or deserve their respect or to make them you know stand behind him yeah nothing at all all he's done is offer up his sister and cal drogo as we all know is the sort of guy who would just take her if he wanted it well and the other thing is is that he's offered up his sister and then in in front of them he doesn't even treat her well yeah that's true so that's she true. She's endeared herself to them. And he's treating her like garbage. And and they say, hey, this is our Khaleesi. Yeah, and he's abusing her, literally, in front of them. So he's he's just making it worse. And she's still trying to to make it right and trying to to smooth it out for him and trying to to fix it and trying to talk him down and and make him understand. And and he still is not getting that the call has got 50,000 Dothraki around him and he's just one man. Well, he's been he's been taught, I think, never to to, to bend his knee or anything, and unfortunately, that's and a I don't way to die. But I don't really understand that because he was taken away from the castle at a very young age. He was yeah, seven or eight, and that's enough, quite honestly, because he he was raised a certain way, and then he had everything he knew taken away, and he wants it. He wants it back, so he clings to it more firmly than I think a more. I guess I don't want to believe he's seven or eight because I don't want to believe that he's this old. Like if he was seven or eight at the time, mm-hmm. and it's been fourteen 15 years, years no, um, then he fourteen is years. 
14, 15, because Danny has just turned 14 when she's pregnant. Right. So right. he's 21, 22 at this point. You're right, P.S. He doesn't yeah. act his age, especially like, not I, I would this like. Society. I want to think he's like, well... I'm just a 12-year-old kid. Yeah, younger than her. He honestly acts 12, because if you look at the society of the Seven Kingdoms, Loras Terrell... The, the the knight there, he is like, what, 16, 16, 18? And he's a knight and he's, you know, courtly and so forth. This, this, I thought Loris was 15. Is he 15? Is he 15? Maybe 16. Might be 16. So maybe, maybe as much as 18. No, is, isn't... Uh, no, he's 16. Because he, he, he was just, he was older than Jamie when he got the white, but and Jamie not was 15, by much. I believe. And Jamie, Jamie was, 15, was 15, but it so wasn't by much. 16. And because at the time, wasn't his sister 14 when she was? I mean, yeah. I know that's another book, but yeah, we can put a donkey over that. That's yeah. well, that's why I didn't mention her name. And it's really kind very, of very thoughtful of you. Very thoughtful. Yeah, I know yeah. It, it completely destroys the point that someone other than Sansa. Well, the, is the first Tyrell we meet, isn't he? He is. Mm-hmm. Yes, he is. And of course, they become more important later on, maybe. And we meet. We actually meet him in the first book, don't we? Yeah, he's yep. he's he's in the the tournament. Loras is the, in the tournament. The Knight yeah, of Flowers. Yeah, because because he gives he gives Sansa the the rose. Remember? Yes, you're right. You're right. Yes, he he's the Knight of Flowers. He gives her the rose, and she's smitten with him because he's the handsome knight. And he's the one that she expects that her father is going to send off to go get Gregor Clingane. But let's finish Danny before we talk about it. Right. Sure. Yeah. True, true. So, Viserys is about to get his crown of gold because the call is done with him. Done with the shit. And he just whips off his big, fat, gold medallion belt and he just melts the melts the damn thing and pours <laughs> it over his head. Yeah, he doesn't care. He's like, whatever. It's just and I'm gold. Like, I'm like cheering. Oh, yeah. me too. I mean, and I kind of felt bad at the end of the chapter that I was like, yeah, you motherfucker. <laughs> you just got it. <laughs> got served. Yeah, you just you just got pwned. <laughs> uh, yes. And you yeah. just you're thinking about the globs of molten. It's the thick globs of molten gold dripped into his yeah. chest as he's you know he, he didn't wait for it to melt finally and for all the impurities to burn off, and so he just melted it and dumped it. So yeah, I picture yeah. lumps of gold running down his face, and some slips into his ear, and he can't dig it out. Yeah, and then there's Danny, and the thing is, is that she's just like, huh, he really isn't a dragon. He can melt. <laughs> he's yeah. not. She's so callous. You know, he's she's like, well, he wasn't nearly as formidable scary. or scary as he thought. Yeah. And it's kind of funny because it, I think that's part of the turning point that she starts to make. That she's people she realizes her brother was holding her back instead of helping her. She's like, they can't control me. That I they I am who I am, and they cannot put their finger on me. They have no control over who I am or what I do. I'll say it now. Because I, I won't get a chance to say it any, anymore, but poor, poor Viserys. She, she woke the dragon, and he got what was coming to him with a crown of gold. Oh, yeah. I was listening to the episode where we were discussing wake the dragon. <laughs> <laughs> Don't wake the dragon! You woke the dragon! Um, why are you saying it in a Londo voice? That's like his default voice now when, he, when he's trying to quote something. No, no, no. At least he didn't call him his good and dear friend, the dragon. <laughs> My good and dear friend, why would you wake the dragon? <laughs> there we go. 
<laughs> that voice is awesome. Like, I just want it to talk to me all the time. Yeah. Well, I think this can be arranged. <laughs> she gets get you to record some, like, podcasts. Like an you know, answering machine. Things, yeah, I was going to like, things answering the podcast, like, uh, I don't know. Uh, Thank you for calling the office of the Centauri Ambassador. I'm not here. Leave a message. Have we, we haven't really talked about the um, concept of the calls blood riders yet, have we? I don't think Not we as have. such. To find the next Danny chapter, um, it's at five eighty-three, and of course they start out the chapter doing it. Of course, they're doing it all the time. I think the more the more pregnant she gets, the more He's they do it. On by it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think he is actually turned on by it. She wants to try to explain to him, you know, how she wants to go back home and and take the seven kingdoms, and he's not into he's not he's like i don't need to do that we have everything we need here yeah we're not going to cross the poison water especially not now the visitors is dead you know, right he's got no, no reason to do it except for her yeah. and he Which, doesn't consider yeah, her to you be no know, i think he's smitten enough with her that he might just do it yeah and i think this is the part where you really start to see that they really do they really do love each other yeah, yeah. Which I think is surprising. I think Drogo's respect for her started when she didn't want to do it doggy style anymore, and she wanted to face him, even though that's not the Dothraki way. She's like, "No, we're doing it this way, human style." Yeah, you're right. I mean, that's part of it. I think. I think she, another. She's not a submissive Dothraki woman. She is a dragon. This is something all new to him, and I think he likes it. I can see that. Yeah, he, I could definitely see that that he respects that from her, and he it's not something he's ever. She's 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 not something that she hasn't that he's not not experienced with the Dothraki women he's probably been with. Well, and I think too that she wasn't raised to be submissive like that, and she was raised to go to court or um, well, not to go to court. Uh, but, I don't know about that because she she's always been very submissive to her brother. Well, not he, to her brother, but she was also raised to be. Um. Yeah. 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 Re- brought, re- brought I up guess to that regal. She's, she's a dragon as well. Yeah, she was brought up to be regal and taught manners and courtly manners and things like that. She might have been submissive to her brother, but being yeah. treated a certain way by other people wouldn't have been permissible. I get what you're saying. She was raised to believe that she was better than everybody else except her brother. Right, and so. You know, while other Dothraki women to the call might have just, you know, they would just be totally, completely submissive. And that's the way they were raised and how that's the way it would always be. She was raised in a a different world and she's she's not going to bend to all of his customs. No, certainly not. The big thing that happens next with the call and Danny is is that what's happened before between Richard and Eddard starts to come to fruition. I thought you were going to say what has happened before will happen again. Yeah, well, what's happened before will happen again. All of it. (laughs) There's an assassination attempt on Danny. Because they don't want her to get pregnant. Well, they don't want her to have the baby. Do they know she's pregnant at this point? Yeah. Yeah, they know she's pregnant because that's why... The whore is pregnant. The whore is pregnant. That's why... Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, I remember. That's why Ned and Richard got... Ned objects and he offers to resign being the hand. Robert, not Richard. Richard, what? <laughs> oh, Richard, Jesus. Christ. I was just following Jen. 
<laughs> That'll get me into trouble every time. Good night, Robert. Cheers, Jen. Here's to you. Bob. Yeah, Bob. Robert, Richard, Dick, Bob, whatever. <laughs> he has one of, he has some name. <laughs> Tom. Let's call him Tom. Tom. Well, Ned and Tom got in the big fight because <laughs> he said, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna kill children, much less kill children carrying children. You know, I think it's ridiculous that you feel like you need to exterminate exterminate her because she's pregnant with a child a thousands of miles away. Here, thousands of miles away. With spitting so, metal. <laughs> but the assassination attempt finally happens here with the wine cellar and mm-hmm. that's enough to make the, the call say that's it. If they're going to try to come and kill my son then I'm going to go over there and I'm going to decimate them. So I don't care if by one-tenth, you need, somebody needs to include Master from Doctor Who saying decimate them. Decim- Remove one-tenth of the Earth's population. <laughs> because that is the true meaning of the word decimate. It actually is. Yes, it is, isn't it? Inter- hmm. I had never actually thought about it. That's cool, though. If me you want to, if you want to send me the DVD, I will absolutely make that sound effect. I'll see if it's on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> But he vows that it doesn't matter, you know, if he loses his people on the poison sea, he's going to make it his life's mission to go and annihilate whoever would threaten mm-hmm. his Khaleesi. His Khaleesi. Yeah. Well, it's it's not just his Khaleesi, it's his son. That's, that's probably more important than the Khaleesi, honestly. It is. He's having a, yeah. a very, very... Uh, Slytherin reaction to the threat against his blood ties and you know when somebody threatens your blood like that you go to war and you make absolute war and I love what he says too he says I will take my Colossar west to where the world ends and ride the wooden horses across the black salt water as no call has done before I will kill the men in the iron suits and tear down their stone houses I will rape their women take their children as slaves and bring their broken gods back to thy Stolthrek and bow down beneath the mother of the mountains this I vow I Drogo son of Barbo this I swear before the mother of mountains as a star Look down and witness. I'm sorry, I have this mental picture in my head of Jason Momoa riding a wooden rocking horse. (laughs) (laughs) No, like one of those broomstick horses. (laughs) (laughs) With the little wheels on the back and the yarn mane. Do you think they'll do that in the in the TV? In the TV? Yeah, they'll do that. They'll do that for the the movie, and then on the um, they'll CGI in a real horse. But they can't afford to hire a horse, so that's why they're going to give the Dothraki. You know what I think would be funnier? I think they what? should just. I think they should just do it like Monty Python, and they should just go skipping around with well, using coconuts. <laughs> yeah. That would be perfect. <laughs> I love it. Ridiculous. What? Through Mercia? <laughs> the coconut's tropical. <laughs> it could be carried by the husk. <laughs> it's not a question of where he grips it, <laughs> it's a question of weight ratios. <laughs> a five-ounce bird cannot carry a one-pound coconut. Oh, my. Uh, we should stop uh, that. I could literally quote that whole movie. <laughs> yeah, that's... Mm. 
That's definitely we should, possible. We should do an exchange on that one, and just it would be an uh, entire episode full of laughing. Because <laughs> <laughs> I can't stop now. <laughs> Alcohol should be required too, which would make it even funnier. <laughs> of course, it would. Alcohol makes everything funnier. Can I just point out that I'm very sad that I did not get a chance to podcast while on Vicodin? I am sad too. We should have just done it, you and me. I don't care what we have podcasted about, but we should have done something. It, it would not have Vicodin. been on topic, but it would have been very interesting, I'm sure. Yeah, no, I had my wisdom teeth out and they gave me Vicodin, and I was all prepared to podcast on it, but it just didn't happen. You it know, wasn't meant to be. See, I have the Vicodin, and I'm taking the Vicodin, the Vicodin isn't doing jack shit for me, and so it doesn't make me goofy or silly, except for at certain times, and, you know, I could take the Vicodin, and it's not made me any loopy, silly, or any more witty or funny, and so I... If it makes you feel any better, Jeff, my first Vicodin experience got scrapped, and I think my second Vicodin experience, I was so sick, Ryan sent me to bed. (laughs) Dear... What was your first one? Was that in one of the lost episodes? Yeah, it was one where we it, it we started podcasting, but then it just sort of ran into the ground. Ah, uh, okay, okay. I think maybe we should all try to do like a Perkadan episode. We could really? all get get some Perkadan, and we all take it, and then we all try to do it. Try to all have a. I'm not sure episode. I want documented evidence of that. <laughs> <laughs> You don't I think, I think Gen two. I think Gen two's recent killing spree has <laughs> pushed her over the edge. <laughs> oh come on! Are you guys not adventurous or what? It's just a prescription drug. <laughs> I am a Slytherin. What part of adventurous is in the job description? He has a good point there. We don't like adventure. We like calm. I'm a Ravenclaw. I'm a nerd. Yeah, so why do you think this is a good idea? Yeah, you're supposed to be rational, as am I, because I also am a Ravenclaw. I don't know. Scary shit. What does the Hufflepuff say about this? About experimenting with drugs? Yes. (laughs) Uh, You're making me so... Collectively collectively experimenting with drugs. Just say no, kids. Stay in school. (laughs) Just say no. P.S. Don't worry, I have a PSA that I will drop in here. <laughs> Gen two is really just kidding here. She hasn't had she hasn't had any percolation. Ladies and gentlemen, Gen two is just joking around. She is not actually encouraging drug use. That's just what we should do. Is just like when she was encouraging it. We should we when we drop in Kool Aid, we should drop in like Skittles or candy. How about M and M's? M and M's, the orange ones. Mm -hmm. Do you remember the orange ones? P.S. What about the orange ones? I Uh, remember orange ones. A couple episodes ago, Richard was eating M&M's, and he was like, did you guys know they make orange M&M's? <laughs> oh, yes, they've made orange M&M's that's, for years. Uh, that's what we told him. Do you remember the light brown M&M's? I do, actually. If you remember light brown M&M's, then you are definitely in the awesome cool club. That was back Woo-hoo! I remember when blue M&M's first came out. Yeah, I remember when blue M&M's were introduced. See, blue well, M&M's are deal. just wrong. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. I mean, seriously, the the light brown M and M's. I remember those Gen two, and you know what that means? We're old. I I embrace old, and I've always admitted I'm old. I think, but previously on this podcast, I admitted I was thirty seven years old. That would previously be previously tonight. <laughs> yeah, previously tonight, I admitted that I am a middle aged housewife. I okay. 
I just recently turned 32, so I, we're only five years apart. Hell, I could have been your mother. <laughs> that would be creepy. No. Wait, Gentoo, you one time you said you could have been my mother. Whose mother are you? Everyone's mother. She wants to be everybody's mother, but she can't. I'm everybody's mother. So, so I'm, Jen, actually, I'm actually Elizabeth's mother's mother. Jen, which is kind of funny. That's weird. So you're a grandma. <laughs> Jen, what you're saying is I'm that Elizabeth's great-grandma. <laughs> you, you could have been my mother at age five? No, I'm not. I'm just, you know, joking. You know who's a mother or about to be a mother? Somebody had better been brought Daenerys. up charges for that. Yeah, Daenerys. Yes. Daenerys is a mother, or going to be a mother. Or going to be a mother. mother. Or was stopped from being a mother. Are you suggesting that Drogo be brought up on charges? Well, she was 14. Actually, she was 13 when she got pregnant. But she was his wife, and that was still the... That was the law of the tribe. It was done according to the law, therefore it's fine, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Drogo gets slashed. And you know what? When I read that Drogo... Oh, don't, don't say that word to P.S. She'll get excited and wonder <laughs> with who. Drogo got slashed. When I read that he took a few cuts, <laughs> I, I knew, and unfortunately that's on page 666 in my book. <gasps> that's oh, my gosh. Nice. When I read that, I'm like, ooh, something good is not going to happen. This is not good. If the call has taken an injury. I, I got to tell you, when I was reading this the first time, um, when he's like, we're going to go off to Westeros and, 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 and you know, fight and take it over. I was like, all right, what's getting good? Getting the action moving. And then he gets injured. And so many times, you know, in movies, books, in the fantastic setting, if you get injured, you're going to die. Unless yeah. you go and see the cleric. Yeah, or sometimes, not even if you go and see the cleric, sometimes it's just, you're dead. It's like if an old person gets a broken hip or something, you know, it's all over. And mm-hmm. I was I was rooting, I was very much rooting for Drogo and Viserys, even, or, uh, and, uh, sorry, uh, Daenerys at this point. And so when he gets injured, I'm like, oh, okay. But yeah, I, I like Jen, did not think good things were going to happen because of that. This This sort of all goes downhill from here, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. I mean, and, and then, of course, you know, she's learning that her husband gets, you know, has been injured. And then she has to, you know, it's normal. They take, they go pillage a city and they rape and pillage. And, you know, she's standing there trying to talk to Sir Joras. And, you know, they're raping this young girl right next to her. And she's like, can't think. And she's like, just stop raping the girl. They're like, but Khaleesi, we're not supposed to. Really? We're supposed to stop raping the girl? And she's like, stop raping the girl. And so then they're all perplexed and they're like, wow, huh? It's like, oh, you cannot rape something. I get it. <laughs> it's it's like all their life they're like it's like you know what I see something let's rape it and then then the, here comes here comes Daenerys and she's like you know what how about you don't do that and they're like whoa that's crazy <laughs> that's crazy person talk. and then and they, one, but then they try it and they're like whoa that actually works you don't have to rape everything well and then I love it Quaro one of the blood writers says she's a lamb girl she's nothing the writers do her honor they lay with sheep it's known and the and it is known. Aries says it's known. It is known as is is their version of so say we all. Yeah, and it's like if her wailing offends your ears, Khaleesi, Joko will bring you her tongue. And I'm like, you're a rapinger. Now you're gonna cut out her tongue for crying. <laughs> you know, at, at this 
at this point, I'm like, good job, Danny, for making them stop raping the girl in front of you, brutes. Well, you know, it's it's their way. They like this. They likes the raping. Still not a very good way. No. no. But this happens to be something very good for her because the girl that was being raped becomes her handmaid and is. Probably from here on out through the series, one of her best advisors. I'll agree to that logic. Yeah, wouldn't you? I mean, wouldn't you agree? She becomes one of her her most trusted like people. That's well, not just handmade though. I think that Danny trusts her. Do we hesitate to say friend? Yeah, I hesitate to say friend because because Danny still keeps that like that professional kind of air between them, but she trusts her to talk to her and to bounce things off of her and she allows her into the inner workings of her personal life and I think that how do you say her name is it? Do you say it D- Dory or I say Doria. Doria. I mean, she just, she becomes, she becomes pretty integral going through the next, you know, through the rest of the series. And had, you know, had Danny not saved her, you know, things, she might not have had such an easy, well, not an easy way, but it was a good thing for her. Even, I don't know, I'm just going in circles. My mouth is working and my brain is not. But that was important that she did that. Yeah. Plus, she, she taught the Dothraki the value of not raping somebody. True. <laughs> Which is a very important lesson. Yeah, but I don't think they really got it. No. They probably tell her they did, but... Yeah. Now, it's been a, a while since I've actually looked at this particular chapter. They were raping her, and then they were going to kill her, and she persuaded them to not kill her? Pretty much, well, I think. So that's progress. They've moved from raping and killing to just raping. And maybe next year they can work on that raping part. <laughs> and one year's resolution. Another, <laughs> thing, <laughs> another thing I love is that they go back to the call, and one of the blood riders... Drogo. I, I can't tell the difference between the Blood Riders. They might as well be all like three yeah. clones or but something. One of them, one of them the is. The difference to, between them is meaningless to me. Well, you know what I think? I think I need some chamomile before my slumber. Yeah, one of them is pissed because she stopped the raping. And he's like, you know, we get to rape. That's our, that's our deal. You know, and this is why like, I got this job. Yeah, this is why I got this job. And 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 Danny tells the call. She's like, you know, if they have to do it, then let them let them do it nicely, and then <laughs> <laughs> let them do it nicely, and then and then take, take <laughs> let them take the women as wives. Poor <laughs> Danny. She's like. Maybe if they got married, it would be better. <laughs> she's so naive sometimes. But she's like, let them take them as wives. You know, do they have to, you know, go tear them apart? The blood rider is arguing with her and he's like, we don't, you know, we don't, we don't marry whatever. And and she's like, she gnarls on him. And then the call's just like, ah, look how, look how, you know, look how snarky she's getting. My son. Well, what I thought, I almost got, no, I don't have it in front of me, but I get it almost as like, he's like, we don't marry foreigners. And Danny's like, well, I'm a foreigner. And then Drogo's like, oh, no, you're, you're honorary. Oh, yeah, contract. I forgot. <laughs> but he also, he's like, oh, look, she, you know, my son is in her and he's making her snarky. Yeah. It's, it's not, she's far and she's just pregnant with a dothraki kid oh, oh there it is Carl drago smiled see how fierce she grows he said it is my son inside her the stallion who mounts the world filling her with his fire 
Ride slowly, Quotho. If the mother does not burn you where you sit, the sun will trample you to the mud. <laughs> but he's like, it's my son that's making my wife such a bitch. Well, <laughs> I I don't have personal experience with Hormones. this, but are not pregnant women horribly unbearable and another and then there's another big thing that happened we meet miri maz doer the the ma the ma the magi Mm -hmm. see one of the three wise men no No, not that cool she's a healer Healer. she's a healer yeah i I made that joke because she's a magi the three wise men are magi that's why i said that the Blood Riders right. don't want the Magi to touch the call. Of They're like, not. she's a witch. Get her out of here. She turned me into a newt. And Danny's like, but she must know some really good healing. I want her to fix my husband. And it becomes a fight. I think that the call ends up just placating Danny and is like, well, whatever, just fix me. And then she does something to him and then tells him to do something. You know, here, you know, I'm going to put this band aid on you. You're not supposed to take a shower for two. Two days, and <laughs> you're not supposed to. Like he's got a cast. Yeah, you're not supposed to get it wet or take a shower. Put a garbage bag around it if you need to take a shower. Yeah, you shouldn't drink alcohol, and you shouldn't drive. And maybe he should podcast. Heavy machinery operating. Oh, yeah, yeah, thank gives- you, Aaron. No operating heavy machinery. She gives him. Like he's going to drive a forklift he might and she gives him the discharge instructions what happens he's a call and he does what the every man does because they're men completely ignores the doctor he ignores the doctor see i haven't read the chapters recently i know exactly what the man would do (laughs) he he ignores the doctor and because everything's going downhill and we found out that he got hurt on page 666 we know that the magi could not not have been good and she put something in you know the band-aid and when he finally realizes that something's not good he's fallen off his horse and he's freaking rotting from the inside because she was made of sock and she was gonna go kill off like the sexiest dude in the whole book and there's this whole like visual thing with danny about the call and the blood flies about how he could, like, reach out and catch them. You know, like how he'd be riding on his horse, and if one would get close, he'd just reach out and squish him. Yeah. like, you can't get close to me because, you know, I'm a call, and I'm going to squish you because you can't bite me. I'm too important. Wait, and how what, I, what would he do with them? Would he, he would do what? He'd just reach out and grab him with his hand and squish. And what did he do at all? Squish. Squish. Okay. I thought the way you were saying squish was funny. Funny how. Sorry. Continue. Squish. So, you know, he's not feeling real well and obviously doing poorly. And he's just kind of loping around on his horse there, which wasn't real good. And the flies are just swarming around him. And she knows that something's wrong because all of a sudden she's watching this fly hover around him. And she's thinking it's going to land on him. And if it lands on him, that's not going to be good because he always is going to grab the fly and flies don't land on the call and the fly lands on him and he falls off his horse and goes and then everybody in the in the whole colossar goes "Ah!" call's not supposed to fall off his horse and they all take i I love that they know instantly what it means like he might as well already be dead because this just doesn't happen and they all just run for the hills they're like ah he's dead so they all go they all disappear 
Can you blame him though? I mean, uh, this guy, this guy is is like crazy awesome. If he fell off his horse, what chance? The do world they have? is ending. Yeah, yeah. It's chicken I mean, little. Is, the sky is falling. Now I know he's the call, and there are other calls, but isn't he like the colliest call of them all? Yeah, I think so yeah. because he's he's gone and beat every other call because he's never had to cut his hair. Yeah, he's totally uncut. He's totally uncut. I wonder if he's uncut, uncut. Do you think they cut? I bet. I bet he is uncut. Probably uncut. Yeah. Hmm. Unless they have like some random horse ritual. Hmm. I don't know. Did, did this conversation honestly go where I think it went? Yeah, it did. Yes, it did. Are you cut? <laughs> I. <laughs> Aaron almost. I wasn't sure until right us. now. So <laughs> was where it was at, and now I am sure. Well done. Well done, ladies. Yes. Yes. yes indeed. <laughs> Incidentally, Jen wants a serious answer to that question, Aaron. No, I don't. 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 (laughs) Okay. (laughs) No, I don't. You people. Crazy, crazy people. You people. Like, you're not part of us. (laughs) We are the board. Uh, You are part of our collective. (laughs) So. So. So, so so Danny has this uh, magi brought back in front of her, and she's like, what the hell did you do to my husband? And the blood riders are like, I can't believe you let her back in here, and they have a big fight. The call is dying, literally, and they have this weird ritual with a bleeding of a horse, and she's like, can you save him? Miri Mazdur says, yes, I can, but you have to make some choices and pretty vague about it. And Danny's just like, save my husband. He's my son and stars. And the blood riders are just like, no, 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 this isn't right. He should ride off into the stars with his stallion. And you need to go. Well, then she's going to go to Vase Dothrak. Yeah, and you need to go to be with the Crones. You need to go be with the crones. And she's like, no, this isn't going to happen. And the Magi kicks her out of the tent. And so don't ever come back. Don't come back in until I'm done. Mm -hmm. I mean, I can't blame her for, like, trying desperately to save his life. Because if he dies, you know, she's a crone at 15. You know what I mean? She gets to. Yeah, that's not Not a desirable thing for the rest of her life. Yeah, I think she realizes then, you know, exactly where she stands between Call and the blood riders is that when something happens to the call suddenly when the call dies their last mission is to take her out take her there and then they go off and Mm -hmm. do their thing they they kill well they go off and kill themselves to be with the call Mm -hmm. right yes that's I, i forgot that yeah but she's realizing that really she has no standing once the call has died they do what they're supposed to do whether or not she wants it Mm -hmm. so she's enjoyed all of this privilege with the call and now that the call's teetering on the edge she's really really realizing how precarious yeah how precarious all of this is she's trying to save him and the magi goes in there and does something really scary and i think it flips danny out and she goes into labor and and Jorah is stupid and takes her in the tent. And then we find out that the baby died and the call has turned into a zombie. Ca- cauliflower. <laughs> cauliflower. Yeah. And Some so, sort of vegetable. So Danny wakes up, you know, a few days later after having, you know, like literally 
probably bleeding herself to death and almost dying herself and realizing that her husband is cauliflower and her baby is gone and that she's probably not going to be able to have kids again. And she's like, this isn't what I planned and this is all bad and needs to bury her husband or, you know, needs to take care of her husband's body or whatever it is that they're going to do. And she, well, no, the the call was still alive. So she sees what's happened in and she's appalled and she's like, how could I do this? You know, he can't live like this. And so she murders her own husband, which, yeah, was, actually, very hard. which was actually an act of love. But, you know, essentially she does. She she takes him out and then they burn him on this giant pyre and she takes her dragon eggs in there and stands in the fire with them as they burn and bursts a few dragons. Yeah. And that's like the culmination at the end of the story. And when you finish that book on that chapter it's that chapter that you finish on the the yep. dragons are being born and you're like holy hell where's yeah, the next it's, chapter mm-hmm. it's like nothing that it came before it in the book I, I felt like the you this whole book is it's while it's you know obviously a fantastic setting and yes there were dragons in the past there's no evidence of that in the future until you get to this chapter and then suddenly bam you've yeah, got i just cannot like, I'm almost, I almost don't think that they can do it the way it is in my head. Just the image of her, like, just so methodically getting Drogo ready to yeah, for his funeral pyre, chucking Miri Mazdur into the fire, getting in herself, and then coming out. Mm. With three dragons, naked with three dragons around her. And bald, she's singed off all of her hair, and... Which is actually very refreshing, because usually when a character immerses themselves in fire, they come out and their hair is fine. Right. Yeah. But there's this foreshadowing, actually, all through the book, pretty much from the time that Danny gets the eggs at her wedding. Of there's the, some, the dragons happening? <laughs> not, well, at first you don't realize it, that it's the dragons happening, but Danny has got this connection, connection to the eggs, yeah connection to the eggs and they comfort her in a way and she feels warmth from them and she's not sure if they're warm because they're warm or they're warm from her body but they comfort her and especially when she's feeling really bad she wants she's she feels very drawn to them and and when bad things happen she asks her servants to bring them to her you know she feels very compelled to be with them and so when she gets the call ready on his pyre she's like she feels very compelled she's like she needs to put the eggs in with him and and send the eggs away with him as well and it's almost like something that takes over her you know she needs to send the eggs away with him and i don't think she realizes that she's really putting them in there to quote-unquote hatch them i think she's wonder if it's instinct like some sort of genetic we you wonder if it's maybe it's something with the Targaryens. They have this, this connection yeah, with the Yeah, some genetic dragons. instinct that this, she knows she's supposed to do this. Possibly. I mean, and then I mean, she also could have done it because it was her, and it was something that she did. I mean, she, I don't know, like how consciously suicidal she is. I don't know if it's that. I mean, her life from now on would pretty much suck. So, you know, I can. Yeah. It's like I want to say that no, she wasn't consciously suicidal, but I could also see the desperation that she had to want to. Yeah, I think the desperation is when she, right before she kills him, because she tries. Well, she tries to make love to him. Yeah, she tries one more time because the only thing that would save her is if she was somehow able to get pregnant, even though he's dead. And it doesn't work. So then she just accepts her fate and she doesn't care what happens next. And so she takes a risk and this happens. And it works yeah. out. 
And I just love the image of her stepping out of the fire and the blood riders coming to her side. Kind of falling at her feet, really. Yeah, They're they just do. Like, as soon oh, as they see just as soon as they see what she is. Mm-hmm. The yeah, and they, and they also, I think, and she's I don't still they reference them being actually being I would be freaking out of my mind with fear if I just saw that, that girl do that. It's interesting that they seem completely calm. I mean, the the blood riders, they just do it. It says wordlessly the knight fell to his knees. The men of the men of her costs came up behind him. Jogo was the first to lay his arak at her feet. Blood of my blood, he murmured, pushing his face to the smoking earth. Blood of my blood, she heard Ago echo. Blood of my blood, Rakar shouted. And they all just do it. And then she sa- it says, and after them came her handmaids. And then the others, all the Dothraki men and women and children. And Danny had only to look at their eyes to know that they were hers now, today and tomorrow and forever. Hers as they had never been Drogo's. It almost seems like when you have people like this who live in the, I really don't want to say primitive because that doesn't seem fair, but the kind of society where even though this kind of, you know, magic kind of stuff isn't, like in our society, it's not expected. So we would be freaking out. But I think in this kind of society, it's not present, but I think it's expected. So I think people in this kind of society would take it more in stride. Well, you know I, mean? I, you know, I mean, not necessarily some, accepted, maybe not be the right word, but like, do you get what I mean? Does that make sense? Well, I mean, I mean, look at, look at some of the saints and look at Jesus on toast or whatever, you know, that people these days will flock to and they'll, they'll become centered around, you know, people will put a lot of faith into things that they think are above them. And, you know, what she's just done is like a miraculous impossible I mean, based i mean i don't want to like spoil ahead but it almost seems like these people they think she's god like kind of like a cult yeah it's like a, the cult of danny and i think that's not a far stretch to think that well, that's what to, developed. To, be, to be fair the woman has three dragons with her now and the last anybody knew dragons were extinct so she really is a phenomenon phenomenon and these people are mm-hmm. falling down and worshipping her because, well, I mean, I can't speculate as to exactly why they're falling down and worshipping her. Manamana. But she's got the only dragons that have been heard of in an age. Manamana. Well, we don't really know, do we, much about the Dothraki religion as such. But well, we is there a religion? Dra- I don't know Other if there than- is, but we do know that dragons have been extinct for quite a while. Right. Um, uh, for we, at least a couple um, hundred years, right? Yeah. Yeah. Quite, quite a while, because there are of there are the giant skulls that Arya runs into as she's right. exploring the King's Landing. What, whatever. Thank you. Um, but whatever the name of the castle is specifically. It was the Tower of the Hand, wasn't it? Mm, it was no, she was in the, the Red Keep. No, underground. The Red Keep. The Red Keep, thank you. Hey, I did something right. <laughs> You've done Yay. lots of stuff right tonight, Jen. I tried. You know, I, sometimes I try to sound smart or thorough or... I don't always hit the mark, but I try. <laughs> Tonight you've done yes, it very well. People, I try. I like this book. I love this book. I try. I really do. Yay. Yay. So who do we want to talk about now? I just Are gave we you done my... with Danny? Well, no. Our, I mean, I guess I'm done with Danny. Does I, I guess I 
assume prematurely that we came to the end of the chapter i don't know if we have any more i mean i don't really i don't want to get into what happened the next because that's for later and you know i just i I feel like if i explore danny too much more then i start spoiling and so something also to consider it is 10 o'clock on the eastern seaboard just so everyone's aware the next character we get into should not be one that's going to take us necessarily forever how about you i i say we talk about rickon <laughs> okay, Rickon's young and lame. All right, we're done. Okay, and, continuing and he, on. And he he has a silly name for his dog, for his wolf, Shaggy Dog. Shaggy Dog. Shaggy Dog. Worst as, name ever. As Aaron has said, the worst name ever, and I actually have to agree, although it's only slightly worse than Lady. Lady's pretty mm-hmm. bad. For Lady is pretty bad. I mean, dire wolves are supposed to be these big, nasty pieces of work that everyone's scared to death of, and Sansa names it Lady. I like the incongruousness of Lady. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, I mean, it seems it's a very Sansa-like name to it is. name her. It absolutely is. You know what? I'm gonna I'm well, gonna talk about this- Sansa. Because I was actually think I've been thinking about her a lot lately in the course of my editing. In episode thirty one we really came down uh, some of us very strongly against Sansa and some of us came out sort of weakly in, in favor of her. I really I'm in favor of Sansa always. And yet you don't like Bran. I really don't care for Sansa at all as a character, but I I find that I don't necessarily blame her for that. I find that her character really starts to go to hell after she loses Lady, after Lady is killed in place of Nymeria. She loses the dire wolf. She loses the connection to her family. And I don't think at the end of the book anymore that I'm necessarily surprised that she betrays her father, betrays her family. It's because she's already had that link severed because of what she said. Yeah, but that's by her choice almost. She it chose is. she chose that. She, she chose to lie about what actually happened with Joffrey and Micah the butcher's boy and Arya. And I think that's what makes it tragic is because it was her choice. Her wolf ended up being killed and she loses the connection to the family. You know, I can't feel sorry for her at this point because, you know, she makes some really, really tragic choices and their choices but I don't for- think it was maliciousness I think she always felt like she was doing the right thing yes yeah, she she no I don't think they were malicious choices I think they were misinformed choices but very yeah. misinformed very misguided she but they- forgot her father's lessons that family comes first and that's that's what makes it so bad years old she has these these outside these influences the lannister influences no no Uh. she's she's always been this flighty and i will call her flighty even before robert and cersei and the court came to visit yeah she was this bad back in winterfell and that's what makes it so bad is that the other kids the other kids none of them had this do you think do you think there might be because she is the oldest girl she's the first girl and maybe caitlin doted on her a bit much and as a result she's really more southern than stark she looks like a tully she does look like a tully i mean there might be there might be part of that and there might be part of it that that she's been raised you know, to be a lady. But then there's also this sense of entitlement, this underlying sense of entitlement that she has. 
that her mm. mother that you don't see in her mother. Right. That's actually I, you something don't, I I don't understand. I don't understand how anyone can be born and raised a Stark and have a sense of entitlement. Well, and that's what I don't understand either. And that's that's why I don't feel sorry for Sansa because I don't understand really how she grew up where she grew up and managed to have such a patronizing, bad, you know, almost lone Um, wolfish kind of attitude. It's um, a a no wolfish attitude. She's very, you don't, I don't know. She she has she has this fascination with those court knights and, and whatnot and courtliness and things that, you know, aren't really part of the Stark way of life, and I think you get a little bit more insight into her character as the series goes on, honestly. Oh, yeah. She, well, you're definitely- I mean, I think most of my love for Sansa is based on what happens later, particularly in the fourth book. Yes, I would agree with that. I mean, and I, I would agree very I am confident that as this series goes on, Sansa is going to completely kick ass, and I don't think that George R.R. R. Martin would have spent time with this POV character that wasn't worth it basically i hope so i hope so i mean like you said we can't really talk about it by the end of the fourth book i really start to come around there are moments still that i i haven't come around completely because i still really aren't am not sure that i really like her but i'm starting to gain a sort of respect for her and her situation but she just i just even if it's you know the knights and the stories and and having the fairy tale in her head even a girl that age who has fairy tales in her head growing up where she grew up with the parents she grew up with i would think that she would understand that at a certain point there's that and then there's life and and life uh. can't always be a fairy tale even if you want life it to is be. not a song right well it's it's one of those tragedies she learns that i think but she learns it too late yeah and to the, de- you know, to the detriment of everybody, really, in Westeros, I think. She does create a lot of problems with her choices. If you think about mm-hmm. it, Sansa starts the war. Yes, she does. Yeah, in a very real sense, she does. Because she went to Cersei with what she knew, Ned was killed, and as a result, the banners are called and, and so forth, blah, 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 and hilarity ensues. But it, yeah. really, it really didn't have to be that way. I don't know if there's any good fan fiction out there for the series and I do qualify good fan fiction but I would be very interested in seeing this world play out where Ed actually did take the black and he went up to the wall and he was there with John and maybe they went on a search for Benjen and stuff happened in in that regard because I, I agree with you, Aaron. That's honestly where I thought the series was going. Right up until Joffrey said, "Off with his head." Yeah. Well, I think, I, I, I think- and honestly, I think it's stronger that it went that way because it's this 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 series does something that most books I've read don't do. Most most similar fantasy things don't do, which is they they do not pull punches at all. Everything that stuff happens that is brutal and real, and mm-hmm. there's. It's it's hard to say, but it's hard hard to describe. It's it's it doesn't pull punches. It's, that's that's you know it in a nutshell. It's kind of like the other day somebody we I was we were talking about Toy Story three with someone and I can't remember and I was like someone said to me you know that they were so worried at some point in the movie and I said I don't know how you were you know upset or crying at some point in this movie because I think that I looked at my watch and I'm like huh. There's 30 minutes left. They can't die. <laughs> yeah, I was upset. I got caught up into it. It's the incinerator that 
Damn incinerator. Yeah, maybe that I was the part. Seen it. Please don't spoil me. Okay. Oh, sorry. Well, I didn't spoil much, but anyway, so, uh, that's fine. But uh, yes. But you know, I mean, that it's like that with any movie. You know, you're like, there's 30 minutes left. It's the protagonist. They can't die. Well, I just don't notice those things. Well, In this, this I, book, you they can die. Well, that's the, the point. that's the funny thing is that I've learned that after so many years that if I get caught up in a movie and I'm starting to get like my blood pressure is really starting to get upset I just start looking at my watch because <laughs> I'm like um there's 40 minutes left and this is the main character um they can't die so you know then I can sit back and enjoy it a little bit more because then I'm not so wrought with anxiety but I learned in this book that they really can die. I mean, and I, this is one of those novels where I, you know, Ned dies and I actually just had to sit there for a minute and I'm like, that did not just happen. Yeah, I did the same There's thing. A- I, I read it and I read it again and I read it again and I said I couldn't I possibly. I thought it was fake. I, I thought it had to be fake. Just, you could I not have just read that. I assumed it yeah. was a fake. I thought I had seriously misread the last few paragraphs and I went back and read them again and they said the same thing. And I said, no, I'm, I'm misinterpreting. And I go back and I read it again <laughs> and I say, no, no. What did they do? Because they spent all George R. R. Martin spent all this time building up this character, his nobility, his decency, his well, you know, honesty. And then, I, and then I look back, look at the back of the book, and I'm like, this is about the Stark family. And I mean, it it says it is, and you look at everything about the Stark, Stark, Stark. And this is Ned Stark, the patriarch of the Stark family, and all of a sudden he doesn't have a head, and it's yeah. like, no, yeah, that right. that doesn't that doesn't happen because you know there are four more books at this point. Are three more books at this point? Well, and another one in you know never-ending production, and oh so my God, don't <laughs> get you started on it. Yeah, so, seriously, I won't so, stop. <laughs> so you're just like how? I really was. I, I did that. Yeah, it's it's a double take and a triple take, and it's one of the biggest shocks I've ever read right there. And there's and there's no um, hints that it's coming. Yeah. Nope. I think it's right it's up right up there for me with it was Quirrell. Those three words, it was Quirrell. Yeah. yeah. It was Quirrell yeah. was a shock. That's for I, sure. Yeah. It's been yeah. a while since I actually read that. It's been like nine, ten years since I read that. But yeah. I think those Honestly, three I words were when I realized you, Harry you Potter the, was something special. It was Quirrell. I, those were the that that was what those that was what hooked me. And and Aaron, this yeah. Aaron, and, say again. I was gonna say that uh, that uh, you know, as far as oh shit moments, uh, I feel like that you know you were the you're, you were the the seventh Horcrux or not the uh, the when when Snape's memory when you find out that he is he's a Horcrux that that's up there with that just it's totally shocking that it, and you know so and people predicted it ahead of time and it still shocked the hell out of me. Mm-hmm. That, you were shocked that, that it actually was true. real. Yeah, that was actually real. That this was actually where the the series was going. That Harry was going to have to die and. At that point, honestly, uh, I know this is a little bit of a tangent. At that point, Deathly Hallows, I thought Harry was going to be dead. I thought he, that was how I the series to was, die. was going to die. Well, I mean, because that I'm, was one of the big things. And, Everyone's like, "Oh, Harry's going to die. Harry's going to die." Yeah, I mean that that's that's a definite oh shit moment. That the Ned was a bigger oh shit moment. Ned's death well, was very very shocking to me. Yeah, I, I don't know. But that I was saying- really tops it but it's it's very yeah. they're both it, well, I, I honestly wonder shock. how I thought red, it was fake I, I thought it had to be there's people that still think it's fake like if you go on um on TV tropes where they have 
all the guesses, like fan guesses, there's people that still think that Ned is alive. Huh, that'd be interesting considering they cut his head <laughs> off and put it on a pike. I will read the description, and if we have to cut it for spoilers, we will. The man who was beheaded on the steps of the Great Sept was e- either a faceless man or a lookalike whom Lord Varys somehow convinced, coerced into sacrificing his life. When Joffrey shows Sansa her father's head after the execution, Sansa thinks to herself that it doesn't really look like Ned. Caitlin expresses similar similar unfam- unfamiliarity when presented with Ned's skeleton. Now, I don't know why you would think to know what a ske- like whose skeleton looked like, but that's what it says here. I'm just reading the words. The real Ned is in hiding. How? Yeah. It, was- it says this would make a lie of the dreams Brandon Rickon had, but I still caution Anakin's on Ned's death. It was strangely off camera, and the confession he recited was word for word what Cersei had said earlier. Also, there's Varys, little hint to Tyrion, so he'll who killed him, Joffrey, Sir Illin, or somebody else. I have no doubt that Ned is dead, but he probably died before that show, given the symptoms he experiences in his last POV chapter, as well as the sadistic choice given by Varys. He probably died in his cell, either from his wound or by his own hand, but since that would not do for the things both Cersei and Varys had planned, a show was concocted, either a mummer's farce with somebody faking the voice and Sir Illin beheading the corpse or executing a double. It would certainly have been easy enough to drop a hint to Joff to order the execution without informing Cersei that somebody fracked up and let her captive die. Of course, this means both head and sails never really nets. So, I mean, there's that too, which I just read because it was on the same page, but people still, it's out there that he's alive. <laughs> people don't want Ned to be dead, but where would he have been for the last three books, honestly? Chained up in the dungeon. Yeah. He could That's be, that, you know, he could, he could be that jailer. He could be the, the, the jailer, the gowler from that, that they keep looking for who had the, um, the, the Tyrell coin, remember? Yeah. Um, yeah there, are a lot of, there, there are kind of a lot of great things on this page. I'm not sure how many of them I can read, but... I haven't yeah, read I theories for this series. I, I don't know if I want to get into that. I used to be hardcore in, into reading theories on my Wheel of Time series, oh, and yeah. that just kind of got addicting after a while. It's like, How'd oh, that man, work out for you? Some of the really good ones did pan out, actually. Nice. And the, the series is not over, by the way. There's still two books left to go, but they're going to be written the, in the next two years. The main so, like, author is dead. The series is over. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, Brandon Sanderson is amazing. The, the The 12th book was better than probably any of the previous five. Which is sad that he's ghostwriting. He should be writing his own stuff. He is writing his own stuff. He's just not. He's just doing this as well. He's a huge Wheel of Time fan, though. That's why he's doing it. Cool. Hell, if I, if I, if I, was, if I had his talent and I was a Wheel of Time fan, hell yeah, I would do it. That's like a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Imagine being to write, able to write the end of your favorite series. Hmm. Get paid to write fan fiction? God, yes. Imagine if J.K.R. Oh, had died hey. and you got paid to write De- Deathly Hallows. Well, I, I'm, yeah. not going, I'm not going to comment on how well I would have done it, but... <laughs> <laughs> it would not have involved camping, let's just say that. Oh, I'm not a camping fan, huh? I didn't mind the camping. I liked, I liked it. I liked the whole book. I really don't want to get off track onto that, but something would have happened other than, oh, we eat the same stuff every day for like six months or whatever. But anyway. I'm kind of, yes, here's on a, that one. I, here's I, really, one. I thought that was really good, but go ahead. But you're you're also talking to a Harmonian, so. Who's a Harmonian? I am. You're a Harmonian? Oh, that's right. Okay, I'm looking at Ned's death from Arya's perspective. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's down and she's down in the square. Is that what it is? She's not. Uh... Mm-hmm. And it says, this is where she saw her father. And Arya would have known her father. And she had pushed up to the front of the crowd. She says he's dressed in rich gray velvet doublet with white 
a white wolf sewn in the front and beads, the gray wool cloak. He was well, thin- this does assume that the execution was somehow a double. Like, it's his faceless man. He was thinner than Arya had ever seen him, his long face drawn with pain. He was not standing so much as being held up. The cast over his broken leg was gray and rotten. He got it in the shower, didn't he? Yeah. Fool. And then he confesses, and then they start throwing stones. They start throwing stones at him, and then the Septon says something, and then Joffrey says, my, brother, my mother bids me let Lord Eddard take the black, and Lady Sansa has begged mercy for her father. And then he looks at Sansa, and then he says, but they have the soft hearts of women, so long as I am your king, treason shall never go unpunished. Sir Island, bring me his head. Dimly as from far off, Arya heard her sister scream, Scream. Sansa had fallen to her knees, sobbing hysterically. Sir Island Payne climbed the steps of the pulpit. She wiggled between Baylor's feet, threw herself into the crowd, drawing needles. She landed on a man in the butcher's apron, knocking him to the ground. Someone slammed her into her back, and she almost went down. Bodies closed in around her. High atop the pulpit, Sir Island Payne gestured, and the knight in the black and gold gave the command. The gold cloaks flung Lord Eddard to the marble with his head and chest out over the edge. Sir Island drew a two-handed greatsword from the scabbard on his back. As he lifted the blade above his head, sunlight seemed to ripple and dance down the dark metal, glinting off the edge sharper than any razor. Ice. She thought, he has ice. Her tears streamed down her face and blinded her. And then a hand shot out of the press and closed around her arm like a wolf trap. Don't look. Shut your mouth and close your eyes, boy. And then she says it was the smell. She starts to smell urine. I'm still three, 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 three. Yeah. Well, I will say this Aria chapter, I flipped through the rest of the book to make, to see if there was another Aria chapter and there isn't. You know, I was so, this, yeah. this was the only time I've ever done that reading this series. I just needed more. Aria has some crazy cliffhangers in the series. Yeah. He says, they're done here. You'll be coming with me. You'll be keeping your mouth shut. The plaza is emptying. The press is starting to dissolve. Arya is numb. She finds needle and gives it back to her. I can't. I don't know how you how this could be anymore. Yeah, I'm not saying. I'm just playing devil's advocate. I'm just offering. No, I understand. No, I understand. I understand you're playing devil's advocate, but I don't see how that can be any more clear. Honestly, I think that he has to be dead, and I think if you think that he. Or, Oh, I don't want to say terrible things about someone. But I think it seems to me like somebody can't believe that, like, what they thought was the main character died. <laughs> well, yeah, and that's wishful tr- thinking. It's- yeah. Yeah, and that's true. I mean, I mean, Arya sees her father. He's got the cast on it, the rotting cast on his leg. She notes that he's thinner than she's ever seen him. I mean, that he can't stand up because he's in pain. I mean, she's older than he's ever looked. Yeah. <laughs> she, she hears him making his confession. I don't think you're going to fool Arya because Arya has a connection to her father, unlike Sansa. I mean, there, there's some good stuff on this page. There's also some really stupid stuff. Yeah. I, Aegon wanna... Targaryen was not really murdered and is one of the following people Edric Dane, Hot Pie, Samuel Tarly, Gendry, Hot John Pie. There's no way that Samwell is is Dark Star or Viserys. Now, I don't know how it could be Viserys or what the point of it being Viserys was because Viserys Viserys is just as dead as Aegon is now. (laughs) 
<laughs> How could Aegon be hot pie? <laughs> Someone seriously thought hot pie was somebody other than hot pie? Seriously? <laughs> Not really. I mean, no, I can Is there anything really, I mean, what else did, can we Let's say see. anything else about Ed and flesh him out before we <sighs> wrap up tonight? Or? I thought you were asking me to read more. <laughs> no, it I don't. Starts, it starts an interesting character in that much of the much of the impact of his character we don't see through him but through his children and how they progress throughout the series i feel that it's not really he is he's still the main character and you still feel his presence throughout the the later books and later in this book as well you definitely do still feel him as you read through the series but that was the biggest shock i think of my life ever having read any book i've ever read and that's saying a lot because I've read a lot of books. A lot, a lot of books. And I was genuinely grief-stricken when he died. Yeah, he's, it's like watching your own father dying, really. He's, he's such a good father figure throughout this, this first book. You just, you just don't want to I think I was just terrible. too shocked. Like, I can't remember being upset because I was just too shocked. And like I said to it, like, for a time, I was just so certain that it had to be a fake out. Yeah. I mean, I get really emotionally involved in books when I'm reading them. I tend to get lost in them. Kind of. And when I read it, it was almost like I had a really bad day that day. Because it's like, this can't be happening. <laughs> what I hope is happening to Davos. Well, we know what we think happens to Davos. Yeah. I don't we're like not, Davos. To hell we're with not, Davos. You don't like Davos? We're not. <gasps> Sacrilege. We, but we're not really sure. We hear about that secondhand, but we don't really know that that's really positive or true. And I don't think it really came from a credible source. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't take that. It came from Quiburn, whatever his name is. Yeah, I wouldn't. I don't think that I would take that. The Onion Knight. I wouldn't take that written in stone yet until you hear or see from a character that's closer to the action. Well, Just hopefully that will be in the next book, the other side of that coin, but dance with dragons and i'm think and i'm thinking that when this posts it and i'm thinking that when this this series comes out i'm guessing if i have to guess that the marketing minds the genius marketing minds of whoever are going to time the opening of the seer the television series and they're going to immediately follow up conveniently with the release of the fifth book Hi everyone, this is your editor Deathrill speaking to you just to let you know that Gen 2 was in fact correct. They just recently announced that the book will be published to coincide with the premiere of the HBO series, so let's all give kudos to Gen. That's what I've actually thought. Yeah, it's really nuts though. It's really nuts because it's not as though anyone was planning on not buying the fifth book. Well, but no, but the the television series will draw in more people, and then they'll want to read the book, and then... Having the simultaneous release of the series and a new book will increase the the interest even more. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think, and I actually think that he's been spending this time either to finish the whole thing up, or to finish up book six, so that he's ahead of the game. I know the last thing we heard was that they... That he expects to be done by the end of the year, 
And now that you say that, Jen, I think it's more plausible what you say that it's quite possible that they that are I think deliberately he's, withholding. I think that they, I think that at one point they realized that this was going to turn into a television thing and it was probably going to have the potential to be very successful and it was going to be, you know, could be syndicated or licensed and it had more marketing potential than what they ever thought. And they put him to work and they're like, look, if we're going to do this, it's got to be finished and you need to get down to it and mm. that's why nothing has happened i like that better than the idea that the story just got away from him i don't think the story got away from him i think i think they- it would be really sad if it did and i wonder how that could have happened when you were so into it i mean i can't imagine i don't think the know. story got away from him. i don't think they would have done the television series if there was no conclusion to the story. Even if they never made it that far in filming the television series, I don't think they would have introduced something like this with a work in progress. I think that I think that there was something in it that they said this has to be finished or it has to be at some level of completion before we go to air with it. And I think he spent the last two or three years getting to a certain point of completion. I think you're gonna see book five come out after the initial airing of the television show, and then you'll see the release of the two subsequent books. And then- also, keep in mind that they have committed to doing four years of television. They have also committed that book four and five will be in the same season, which would be the fourth one, and they have signed people to do season four. And so I think that they wouldn't have committed to saying that book four and five would be together if they didn't think book five was coming out. Well, they know book five is coming because technically, I mean, he blogged about it several years ago being pretty much written. So I don't think they would have optioned this show if the story wasn't finished. So I think that's why you haven't heard anything from him about it. The the last formal update on Dance with Dragons was February 15th, 2007. Well, actually, somebody said something at Comic-Con. I just, I posted it in the Song of Ice and Fire thread. Who said? Who is this someone? Working for the publisher. I think, I don't know if it was an editor or not, but she did say that they expected to have it by the end of the year. Mm -hmm. I think it was the editor. Definitely something from the publisher. Well, I think... That means nothing if the author actually doesn't follow through. Yeah, but I think that they already have this book. I think he's at least finished writing all the way through the story and that at some point he's either got six and seven through rough or final edits enough that they've agreed that the show can go on. Because I don't think HBO would have optioned this if there wasn't an end to the story. You'd have too many people screaming. You get people, you know, like stuck. Unless they just cancel it. Yeah. yeah, Look at all the stuff that gets canceled. Yeah, look at they all the stuff news. that gets canceled, but look at I'm the stuff. I'm not feeling that... very trusting today. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> but look we, at all we... look at all the stuff that becomes a hit though. This has the potential mm. to be a huge hit. I mean, what would people do if there was not a conclusion to Dexter or there wasn't a conclusion to Heroes? Here... Firefly. <laughs> True. But were those books? 
No. Those were just television series. I, you still can't. You still can't guarantee they'll still keep making episodes as long as there's more books. I mean, they stopped making his Dark Materials movies. No, I'm not saying, but I'm saying that he he said from the very beginning that there were going to be seven novels. He was already on novel five when supposedly this would turned into an opportunity for television. I think that they would have told him, okay, if there's two more waiting in the wings, what have you got? And and I think that that's why you haven't heard anything from him for three years. They could also do something with it. Like, I don't know who's watched the adaptation of the Sword of Truth series, The Seeker, or, or whatever mm-hmm. the hell the show I, is called. I saw a little bit of Legend of the Seeker, I think is what it is. Legend of the Seeker, yes, you're correct. I've seen, watched a couple episodes of it. I've seen all of, like, one and a half episodes, and they go way off story. So even if the series never is finished in book format, they might be able to take it other places with other writers for a television adaptation. True. Well, and also, you got to remember there's also stuff like – the thing I would most liken it to would be True Blood, which is on the same network also based on the book series. They have also gone very far afield as far as the story goes. Probably the best character in the series is dead in the book continuity, but he's very much alive in the series. Did any of you watch True Blood? No. No. no it's pretty good, but yeah, it's definitely far afield from what the, the books originally were, and I kind of feel like they may do something similar with this, just because it's so big and so... Grand. Yeah, very grand. It'll be hard to... Uh, I mean, a, an honest, faithful adaptation of the book would be so, so awesome. But oh, yeah. I, I don't think it'll happen. It's hard to get for anything, even stuff that... <laughs> Honestly, for this seems- series, which is so big and has so many characters, I'm just happy that anything is being done with it. That's kind of how I felt with Harry Potter when it first out. I was yep. like, really? They're coming out with movies for this? Uh, anything they give me is going to be great because yeah. it's just so big. You don't yeah. expect that kind of thing. You don't expect well, the grand treatment for sci-fi or fantasy until recently. Yeah, and the same right. thing was with Lord of the Rings. No, I, Which I was actually it. very happy with. I was actually happier with Lord of the Rings than I was with Absolutely. Harry Potter because so much of Tolkien is just description that you can do visually without eating up a whole bunch of time. Whereas with Harry Potter, you're trying to cram nine to ten months worth of story into two-hour movie. And I think this is going to be tough just because I can't believe that they're doing 13 per book. Like, that is the number, right? And it's not like these... It's not like the, these... I mean, I don't get this channel, so it's not like these episodes are assumed to be, like, double length or something. I mean, I mean, I wouldn't know if they were, well, they and are, I don't think they are. They are commercial-free, so they do... They'll be the full hour, do. but... You well, get that, that, 50, I mean, it's an extra, like, 50 20 minutes. minutes. You like get an extra 50... 50 uh, sorry, you get about 50, 55 minutes of programming per episode, <laughs> as opposed to, like, 42, 44 right. for commercial TV. I still, don't, I still don't know how they can do it. Magic. Magic. Because the plot says so. I mean, I know stuff is going to get cut, and I mean, I hope they're doing like they did with Harry Potter in tell in letting him tell them what not to cut. Because I know they did. There was some stuff that J.K. Rowling made them not cut because it was work in progress books, so they couldn't know. Yeah, no, they, they prevented them from cutting creature from the movie. Mm, yeah, I, I can imagine that they would I've want read, to. There was some. So there was something. There was something wrong. else in the. I can remember reading. Forget what it was, 
but there was something they were going to do differently. I want to say the first two, and she told them, no, absolutely not. It has to be such and such that does this. But I cannot for the life of me remember. Oh, I know. I think Harry having to catch the snitch in his mouth. I, I want to say that's it. I want to say they had designed a different Quidditch match, and she said, no, he has to catch the snitch in his mouth. That I don't understand why. There's absolutely Be- no plot relevance to him catching it in his mouth. No, that's how it opens. Yeah, that's how that opens. That's how he opens the snitch at the end. And gets the resurrection stone. What, he stuffs it in his mouth? Yes. He, yeah. It's, it's, it's he doesn't stuff it in his mouth, he... Did you read the book? <laughs> the snitch has... Hold, hold on. I will. P.S. I will answer that question. Yes, once. I read it once, too. <laughs> but I read, I, mean, it. Is- I read it once, and then I read it once more on the first right. day. <laughs> I, I have not reread Deathly Hallows, but that's I do remember that. And I do recall after it came out, she, they did answer the question, is there anything that... I'm pretty sure that's what it was, that she had to tell them not to change... Honestly, that seems like a relatively minor thing that wouldn't matter quite as much, but... Yeah, seriously. I I really don't remember that licking the snitch was the key to opening it. I remember that he held it in his hands and he cracked it open. Nope, he put it up to his mouth and said, I'm about to to die. Yeah, he put it up to his mouth and he said, I'm about to die. Really? Oh, you know what it was? was Him him putting it up to his mouth at the beginning of the book was how they found the words on it. I can see the title of the set. The title of this episode is going to be Death Roll Needs to Reread the HP Canon. <laughs> yes. Don't you do that as you go along? I mean, I would think you would have to because then you would, how else are you going to know stuff that will happen anyway? See, that's the thing. I mean, if I can go on a tangent as an AU writer, my biggest thing is going along is I'm paying attention to stuff that like <laughs> would happen anyway. And I'm yeah. afraid of skipping it by accident. Yeah, I do. You know, like if a comet falls from the sky, you know, you can't say it didn't. Because Harry being in Slytherin isn't going to make a comet not fall from the sky. Right. Right. Which is why the first year had to be so similar to the canon. Right. I'm just just saying that as a reason you should reread canon. Delving into my writing process here, the, the way I do it is as the year comes up i reread the canon book and I, ah. i'm aware of other things existing that i need to include like for rewriting year four i included stuff on grimald place from mm-hmm. order of the phoenix because right. i knew that had to be there and i'll go and i'll look at things as i deem but, them necessary yeah, I, I was just just pointing it out because it's something i just wondered if you did because i know i do you know i it's you know the principle my principle of au is that there's stuff that would happen anyway that you have to pay attention to. I know some people don't care. I mean, I think that's a bit sloppy way to write AU, but I know some people don't care. If a comet yeah. falls from the sky, they will ignore it. No, I, I I do try to pay attention to that sort of stuff, but quite honestly, most of the books are pretty contained, and the big stuff I do mm-hmm. manage to capture. The, the right. stuff that's yeah, relevant. I think it may not stuff. apply so much to Harry Potter as it does to other things. Because you know it's going to happen, you have to take it's happen. Into it has to happen a certain time. Certain. You have to figure out how far from now it's going to happen. Which is entirely fair. My whole thing with the Shakans has been to carry the story along to a point where I don't have to worry about advance events necessarily happening. Right. Yeah. That's that's why I gave. The exa- I mean, I I know there's no comment, but that's why I gave the example of a comment, like something that's like so unconnected to the the characters' movements that you do have to plan for it, and that's mm-hmm. irrelevant. I don't even remember how it got on that tangent. Oh. I was. It was because you said you had to reread Harry Potter, and I asked why you hadn't. I'm, I'm quite intimately familiar with Order of the Phoenix at this point. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I, 
imagine so. Yeah. Does that mean we're done? All right. What did we get accomplished tonight? We discussed Danny extensively. We discussed Sansa and Ned a little bit. If if this was the discussion of Sansa, I want to say the final glimpse we get of Sansa, I think she clearly realizes that what she did was wrong. Or at least she clearly realizes that Joffrey is nuts. And I think she's lying in it. She, She knows she's dug her grave and she's lying in it. Mm-hmm. Because the very last line from Sansa is, I mean, she's playing along because she knows she has to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. She's, she, she's just seen them execute her father. She knows that if she doesn't play ball, they're going to do the same thing to her. And I know there are some people that, I mean, not saying it's anyone here, but I know there are some people that would say Sansa should have stood up and should have, you know, taken death. But I think I think she's. Where would she take me? Canada. <laughs> Canada. You're going to Canada. Aaron, so that, Aaron, that is the fakest laugh. It sounds even faker than PS's laugh. That was good. That was good. I was yeah. going for fake, so that's good. Okay, awesome. But anyway, um, my point is, like, I think, you know, this is a moment where you start to see that she realizes what's going on and she's actually smarter than she looks because she just takes it. I mean, which I think is almost braver than if she had, you know, hit Joffrey and, you know, had Sandor kill her. You know what I mean? Because she, she's, she's taking it. She's, I don't think at this point she is biding her time. But, you know, I think there's a point where that, that is just what you have to do. You know, if you're in a situation like this. Yeah, you got to take the best of bad options. Which are only yeah. going to get worse. Yeah, but we can discuss Sansa's options in the next book. Yes, yes. we can. I think that at this point we should end for tonight. Uh, next time okay. when we're discussing A Song of Ice and Fire, we can figure out which characters we want to talk about that night, or we can do it in advance. I really don't care. This has been episode 30-something. This has been good, it's guys. Been it's been actually been a very... It's been a very good discussion. And a very productive one. And thank you, everybody, for taking part tonight. All right, you too. Have a good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. Cue the music, and... We're done. Hold on to the one. Oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong podcast. Keep each Our other safe. Keep safe. Good night. Good night. Build a vein. <laughs> I love you. <laughs>